But most recently, I'm really coming to terms with, hey, I am, it is okay to be building something outside of the home and doing that. And it's okay to be a mom because that's who you are. There's no changing that. That's who you are. You are a mom, but you are a boss babe. I mean, like you are building this, you know, I I mean, an empire. I'm not going to feel guilty for saying that. Hey friends, and welcome to the Girl Means Business podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls, a photographer and educator on a mission to help you find your passion, power, and purpose through entrepreneurship. So let's jump right into today's episode because this girl means business. Hey there, and welcome back to the Girl Means Business podcast. I'm so excited that you are here this week because we are launching into our new series. This one I'm calling the Mom Boss Series, all because it's going to be about what it means. And right on cue, there's my little one screaming at me from the hallway. This series is all about what it means to be building a business while raising babies, even if your babies aren't so much babies anymore. I'm going to be chatting with parenting experts and other mom bosses who understand the struggle of trying to balance building a business while raising a family. Today, I'm chatting with my friend, Ashley Malfitano, who she and I met at a local mom's event and immediately hit it off. And we've been talking about doing this interview for a while, and now we're finally bringing it to you. Ashley is not only raising three daughters, but she is running four businesses. Guys, that's insane. And she does it all so well. So I'm super excited to chat with her today and have her share all of her tips with us in this episode. All right, guys. So let's go ahead and get to it. Hey guys, really quick before we jump into my interview with Ashley today, I want to tell you about a really cool new feature that my favorite client management system, HoneyBook, has just introduced. In fact, I got early access to this and it is a game changer. So HoneyBook now offers scheduling tools. This means that you no longer have to go back and forth with your clients forever or use an outside programs such as Acuity or Calendly or any of those other apps. It's all included with HoneyBook. Guys, this is such a cool new tool because not only does it allow me to schedule clients for my photography business, but I have two different brands set up within my HoneyBook account. So I don't have to have two separate accounts, one for my photography and one for Girl Means Business. They're both in my HoneyBook account and I can toggle back and forth between both. This means I can have a separate scheduling tool for my photography clients so they can see my available dates for sessions, and then I can have another link for my podcast guest when I'm scheduling people to come on and interview for the podcast. This is such a game changer for my business because I was having to use third-party apps, connect them to different calendars. I always knew what was scheduled and when, and now it is seamlessly integrated into HoneyBook along with all of their other incredibly amazing features. I know you've heard me talk about HoneyBook on here before, but guys, if you are looking for a client management program for your business, this is the one you need. And as a Girl Means Business listener, of course, you always get half off your first year with HoneyBook. So just go to bit.ly forward slash GMB HoneyBook. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash GMB HoneyBook and save 50% off your first year. 
Of course, that link is always down there in the show notes. So all you have to do is click it and you will get your savings. They also have a free trial so you can check it out for 14 days before you ever invest in anything. And as always, if you ever have questions, guys, I'm more than happy to share with you my behind the scenes of how I use HoneyBook. I'll even let you go into a little video tour about how I use HoneyBook to set up client information and details, send out inquiries, send out invoices and questionnaires and contracts and all the things. Now, even my scheduling tool. It's so cool, guys. You're going to love it. All right. Don't forget to head to the show notes or go to bit.ly forward slash GMB HoneyBook and get your 50% off today. All right, guys, let's get to today's interview. All right, guys, let's welcome Ashley to the Girl Means Business podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for having me. So Ashley, we, I would talk a little bit of this in the intro, but we met actually at a um, mom's event here in the Dallas Fort area. And I just, I love meeting people and talking about things. And I felt like we kind of had an instant connection and I'm excited to chat with you a little bit more today. So I want to jump right in and talk a little bit about sort of what you do, how you got into what you do now and your journey. Well, thank you for having me today. And I'll just kind of start at the beginning because it'll explain like later on my journey. Um, I'm one of those rare people that at 16 knew what I wanted to do in life. Um, and that was, I wanted to go into merchandising. I could see the science behind it and consumerism. And so that's exactly what I did, went to college, got my degree in merchandising and business. And then, um, but at the same time, my mom was building her business. Um, she was one of the original top 100 sellers on eBay and then eventually was one of the original sellers on Amazon, which seems so crazy. Wow. I mean, we remember a day when there was no Amazon around and now then how can we not live without Amazon? I was like, mom, how did you live life oh, as a mother crazy. without Amazon? Um, next day delivery. But anyway, so my mom was building this business. And so when I left college, I was like, mom, we should open and we should expand the next thing in your business. You've been online now for over five years. It should be a retail store and it would be a great flow, um, for the business. And she was like, okay. So that was my project. I, left college. I, I opened our first retail store and, um, we're located in Plano, Texas. And so, um, and we, it's called the Uber shop. So that's what I did post college and it was great and it was fun. But then I decided, you know what, I want to go into corporate America and use a little bit more of my degree in a little more in a different way. And so I went to work for two large retailers, which I have this mentality that school was great, but you get the most experience and the most knowledge hands-on. I'm a very hands-on person. And so working in two different large retailers, um, I was able to network, but also get hands-on experience and real world experiences in ways I would never have gotten um, by working with my mom as an entrepreneur. <clears throat> so I worked with um, Academy Sports and Outdoors. I helped build their e-commerce website. And then I went to JCPenney's and I worked on their e-commerce team and then um, was in their buying office. And so I was in their buying office when I got um, pregnant with my first daughter. And I knew at the time I didn't want to stay in that corporate environment. And my mom and I had always had this conversation of like, hey, come back, help us continue building the business um, when you start building a family. And so that opportunity came. And so when I had my first daughter seven years ago, I left corporate America and joined my mom again. 
I'd always like work part-time for, you know, worked with her part-time on the weekends. And at night when I could, I always handled them all the marketing and everything for our business. And I always did that at night. But now that I was like in a full-time partnership type capacity. And so we really became partners to grow our business to the next level. And so over the past seven years, um, we've added Walmart now to our portfolio and, um, then we started a new business venture, which is called Kenzie Ray. And that is a handbag line that we develop and produce. Um, and then most recently, I really wanted to tap into the things, uh, the voice that was inside of me that was really wanting to connect with other mom entrepreneurs. Because at this point now in 2019, whenever I launched, um, these new projects I'm about to talk about. I was a mom of three young girls, um, trying to juggle, you know, business, being a business owner and all these different things. And I was like, and I kind of felt alone because I have great friends, but out of my like immediate friends, I do day-to-day life with them. Only one is a business owner and like, oh man, do we talk about so much, but I wanted to be connected with other women that related with me on the struggles I have of, you know, finding those healthy boundaries between my business and my kids and being able to be present and fully engaged in both worlds. And so I launched, um, the mompreneur tribe podcast in connection with the mompreneur boutique. And so the mompreneur boutique, um, we launched last April and it is an online boutique that sells products made by mom entrepreneurs. And so I, and being able to tell their stories of their products because, you know, marketing nowadays has become so relational and there's so many great products out there by mom entrepreneurs that have such, you know, amazing stories behind them. And that's why we did the Mompreneur Tribe podcast as a way to tell those stories and have those women um, on it to talk about what's it like doing life, building a business and developing a product and being a mom and how do you do that? And was it truly like, because Instagram and Facebook can give us one view of how that's going for them. But if you actually sit down and you talk to them on a podcast, um, you'll hear a whole new perspective of it. And so I just, I, it, so we tell that story on the Mompreneur Tribe podcast and we talk about, you know, just what is it truly like being a mom and an entrepreneur authentically and vulnerably and having those conversations. So that's a so little amazing. bit of what I do. Sorry. It was a lot. I mean, truthfully no. at the end of the day, if you want to look on my LinkedIn, I mean, it truly says that we're running, um, at this point, four separate stores. We have our marketplace business. We sell on Amazon, Walmart, eBay. Um, then we have the retail store. We have the Kenzie Ray handbag line. And then now we have the Montpreneur tribe, um, podcast and the boutique. So that's, I mean, wow. that's where it is like in a really couldn't sell, but that, I mean, there's so much emotion and so much history to it. So that's why it takes me a little time to tell the story. So, yeah, and you're raising three girls. How old are your children? They are seven, four, and two. Okay, so we've got about, so I only have two, but they're seven and three. So we're about the same same age range there. It's a lot. It's so much. And I think I had this conversation with somebody recently where we were talking about the, you know, the idea of the, the term mom boss or boss mom or whatever, you know, you want to phrase it. And that there's so many people who find that that's like, there's negative connotation. That I'm like, no, I, I am proud of that term because to me that says, yeah, you have these four companies that you are essentially running and you're in charge of. And that's amazing. But then to add in the fact that you're also raising three children, three young children. And on top of that, three young girls who are going to grow up watching their mom do all these amazing things. 
that to me gives you even more power and even more greatness. And so, yeah, I want the mom part of that boss title because to me, that's, it says so much more about what we do than other than just run a business. No, absolutely. Um, when I was in corporate America, I've always had this like, and it's nothing that people would know outwardly. It's something I feel inwardly. I always had this like very aggressive. Um, I was very, I pushed myself very hard in my corporate career. I always wanted to be working towards the next thing. You know, I had very clear expectations with all my directors and higher ups, you know, what, it, what do I need to do to be able to keep working and developing myself to be that next person? And so I've always been that kind of that mentality. And so when I became a mom, I had this huge shift and mentally it's kind of done a roller coaster for me because I'm like, how do I find that, that balance between motherhood and being, um, a business owner? It was a whole different mindset. And so I really, sometimes I'm like, oh, this is so great. And sometimes I struggle with it, but most recently I'm really coming to terms with, Hey, I am it is okay to be building something outside of the home and doing that. And it's okay to be a mom because that's who you are. There's no changing that. That's who you are. You are a mom, but you are a boss, babe. I mean, like you are building this, you know, uh, I, I mean, an empire. I'm not going to feel guilty for yeah. saying that. I mean, it is empire. We run four different businesses. I had a hard, hard time saying that until the end of last year when I mean, I sat down with our, my mom and I did with our business coach and our accountant, and everybody. And we looked at each other and they're like, we're like, we're running four separate businesses. We have to like give ourselves some credit for what we're doing. We always try to marginalize what we're doing. And I think that a lot of women do that. We marginalize what we're doing because it almost feels boastful, but that's not the truth. The truth of the matter is, is that we are going for big, great things, um, while being moms. So why not let those worlds collide and have, you know, be able to say authentically and honestly, Hey, I am a, a mom boss. I mean, I am, I, I'm a mom and I'm rocking it there, but I'm also, I'm rocking it in my business too. And let's yeah. celebrate those two worlds colliding. So I love that so much. And I love, there's so many things in what you just said that, I'm just like over here going like, yes, amen, like preach a sister because there's so much good stuff. And I think the biggest thing is like our initial, when you mentioned like you didn't want to say empire, but you're building an empire, but because it feels awkward and uncomfortable sometimes, but that is exactly what you're building. And I think we need to, as women get past the idea that we need to apologize for something and that we need to minimize what we're doing, you know, and I, I think this came from one of Rachel Hollis's books that I read. I don't remember which one it was, but it was the idea. It was probably girl stop apologizing because it fits right in with that whole concept. And it, this idea that she wrote about, like I was in tears reading it because I've done it so many times in my life, but it's the fact that as women, we tend to minimize ourselves in order to make other people more comfortable with what we're doing. And when I, like, I literally was sitting in bed, I can remember exactly where I was and what was going on around my husband was out of town and I would, my kids were in bed. And so I was like, I'm gonna take this opportunity to like sit in bed and read an actual physical paper book, which I don't get to do very often. And I was reading through this, this chapter and it was like, I felt like she was in my face talking to me. And I remember like tears rolling down my cheeks. And I was like, I've been doing this my entire life. I have been playing it small. I have been scaling myself back. I have been holding myself back from saying things and doing things 
in order to make other people more comfortable with the big goals and dreams that I have for my life. And I've, we've got to, as women, stop doing that so much because we are capable of doing such incredible things. And there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to say, I want to build an empire. I want to build a business that lasts beyond what I'm doing right now. And I want to make a lot of money doing it and I want to have impact doing it. And I want my kids to watch me do this so that they feel like they can do the same thing, whatever their dream is. And once we get past the idea that that's something negative to say, there's so much power behind that. So yeah, like there's nothing wrong with it. And what you and your, and what you're doing and what you and your mom have done and have built is worthy of celebration and you need to celebrate it because we don't do that enough. And I don't think as women and as business owners, we're always looking for like the next thing. So y'all need to celebrate what y'all have accomplished because it's incredible. Well, thank you. And I think it's, you know, I think there's so much, you said something just now, you're like, Oh, you know, if from building an empire, then, you know, naturally it means you're making money. Right. And a lot of people think you're just doing it for the money. And it's like, no, that is the big perk about it all is that, yeah, maybe we are making money, but here's the thing I know. And you probably know this about your business is that we are very intentional people, my mom and I. And so we know what we're going to do. And I do love Rachel Hollis. I love that book too. I cried so many times. I can vividly remember, I listened to it on audible. And so I remember driving my kids to summer camp, um, when that book came out and, um, listening to it and I was in the middle of nowhere and I was just like sobbing and I'm like, Mm -hmm. this is speaking to my soul. But I've also heard her say on stage before, and it really resonated to me because she's like, I'm not going to be afraid to say this right now. She goes, I want to make, and I think it was like a hundred million dollars. She's like, I want to make a hundred million dollars, but here's the thing about me. I know intentionally exactly how I'm going to spend that and how I'm going to give back to my world and my community and what I'm trying to do intentionally through my business. And so I think that's the whole component that, um, you know, needs to also be brought out is that, you know, I'm, Hey, yeah, we are trying to build something big, but we're doing it intentionally and we give back to our community. And I mean, that's so many, our our store customers can tell you that too, because they know it. We use, we tell so many people this, our retail store, our retail store has been always a way that we give back to our community. It's how we serve our community through so many different charities. We're able to do that. And, um, you shouldn't be ashamed of that. Like the world needs more of that. Um, at least I know if I made, I mean, if I was like Rachel Hollis, hopefully, I mean, I would love to make a hundred million one day. Um, yeah. but I know intentionally, I know exactly. I know who I'd be writing over a million dollar check to right now today. If I had a hundred million dollars, um, and I would personally drive and hand deliver it and be like, please go do your expansion that I know you so great. You are working so hard for right now and you're praying for, I mean, like that's, I don't know the intentional living. That's why I want to build an empire is because I can make impact right there, but also because I know the impact I'm directly making in my own kids' lives. So I've already seen that with my oldest who's seven, um, the habits that she picked up on me and that she's already starting to do. And it's not something I've ever asked her to do. I've never instructed her on. She just sees it from the behavior that I've modeled for her. So I think there's just so much impactfulness of being a mom boss. Yeah. Well, and I, and and maybe we were at the same, were you at the rise Dallas for the Rachel Hollis event? Is that the one where you, yes. Were you there? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) 
I swear, like we just connect. We have this weird, I, I mean, it's not weird. It's like a great little vibe because we've mm-hmm. only talked several times, but every time we talk, it's like instant connection. I just, I love people like that. So this, I just see so much coming from this friendship. I know me too. Well, it's almost like we've been on this parallel journey and it's, it's finally time for our paths to cross. I feel like we've been kind of doing the same thing around the same amount of time because our girls are about the same age and we've been kind of going to the same things and, and on the same path. And now our paths are slowly starting to merge, which is amazing. And this is one of the reasons I love doing this podcast and helping and getting to chat with other women because these are relationships and friendships I would never have made if I had not started doing this. And that's, you know, you're talking about like the intentional part of it. And for me, that's a big part of it is kind of selfishly within my businesses. I love conversations with other women and getting to do this as a job is just incredible. And it, it's beneficial in both ways, but the the connections and the, the things that come out of it are the best part for me. It's, it's absolutely my most favorite part. Yes, I agree 100%. Everything you just said, I'm like, oh, I got all the warm and fuzzies, all the warm and fuzzies. (laughs) So there's two things I kind of want to talk about here. And I know, like I sent you some questions ahead of time, and we're going to go a little off the script here. But I want to talk really quickly about just the mom part of business. And then I want to dive into the retail part in a minute. But you... We talked, you mentioned earlier, you know, your, your kids are watching what you're doing. And another thing that Rachel Hollis talked about at her, the Rise Dallas event, I'm sure other Rise events too, that really struck me. And I want to, I want to say it was when she had like a panel of other women on stage with her. And one of the questions that she kind of asked them, and then she mentioned it too, was just the fact that like, you know, raising children, like what example are you giving for your kids? And I remember again, this is all these moments where I'm crying, but I remember sitting in my seat and just kind of tearing up because there is this idea of like this mom guilt of, okay, well, yes, I'm running a business and I'm have a little one at home and I've got one that's off at school every day. And there's so many times I find myself like closing the office door to record a podcast interview while my three-year-old is in the other room you know, on the iPad or watching a movie or playing in the playroom quietly. And I'm like, ah, I'm, I'm not spending time with her. But then I have these little moments, like you said, you know, that the habits that your oldest one is picking up on where my oldest daughter does the same thing. Like she'll make some comment about the fact that like, she's like, I want to do X, Y, Z when I grow up. And it's something that is not a typical job. It's something, you know, it might be something random and just the idea that I, that she is watching, both of them are watching me sort of chase this dream that I have. And yeah, the laundry's not always done and the kitchen might be a mess and there's toys everywhere, but that's okay because I'm doing something I love and setting an example for them. So my question for you is what, I guess, two-part question. One is what has been your biggest struggle with that as far as having three young ones doing what you do? Obviously you have four businesses you're trying to, to juggle, which is twice what I'm trying to do. So I am sure it's a lot. And then on the flip side, like what's been the biggest thing to come out of that for you? Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, 
but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. So repeat the first one. Cause I was, yeah, repeat it exactly. <laughs> okay. So what has been like the biggest struggle you've had with the whole being a mom and running these businesses? Okay. Yeah. That's where I was going. I was making sure my train of thought was going, you know, mom brain, you can easily oh, go yeah. like squirrel. <laughs> oh, uh. um, no. And that's where I was going. Um, and I'm a fully honestly admit this is like, I do go to therapy. I find great health, um, great benefits and mental health. And it helps me process things as mom. So I just want to put that out there. I think it's a great healthy thing. I know there's people that might listen to this that might know me and they're like, Oh my gosh, she's going to therapy. The world must be ending. No, actually it's a great healthy thing. And so, um, I always, a bad habit of mine is that I don't give myself enough grace, especially in certain seasons of life. And so, you know, I said it a little while ago as I've always pushed myself to the limit in my corporate career. I've always done that. And I, throughout motherhood and in my business, I've done that same habit. And sometimes it's okay to do that. But sometimes I've learned that, you know what, I need to show up a lot more presently as a mother and I need to take the foot off the throttle in my business. And that's a hard pill for me to swallow of maybe you have to be happy with just hitting, you know, just a couple of these milestones that you can't conquer the world, um, right now that you're going to have to appreciate the journey and you'll get there. But it's not like it was when I was, you know, single or early married without kids is that, you know, this is a different stage in life. And especially with young kids, it's a very tiring, very busy stage of life. And we, my husband and I joke that 2019 at our house got loud because our youngest started talking. She also started walking. And so now then we have three girls and girls like to talk in their All voices the or in so many different octaves, but then they also just like to run and wrestle and he got loud and that can be overwhelming. And so just appreciating. And so I really talked this through yesterday. Um, and as in therapy is just like, Hey, it, it got loud. And, um, and she's like, just identify that that's the season of life and that's okay. It's okay. Um, to identify that. And, um, there will be a new season that comes along. Um, but set realistic goals for yourself and what you can achieve and go for it. And, um, when I think when I do that and I re-level set my expectations and my goals of really what is achievable, it makes me appreciate the journey a lot more. Um, but also I can pour into my kids a lot more because I'm not just in this weird negative headspace of like, I'm not doing enough. 
at work. I'm not accomplishing these goals, which if I have in that headspace there, I'm going to come home and be like, oh, well, here, here's this. And, here, you know, I'm going to be frazzled on both fronts. And so to me, it's just re-leveling my expectations for this season of life. It doesn't mean I'm not going to accomplish something. It just may not look like what I did in a previous season of life. And that's okay. And that was a big learning curve for me. Um, but it's allowed me now that I'm starting to reset those expectations to show up as a better mom, um, as a better boss. Cause I'm not over, you know, stretching us way too thin. And then I'm not being able to show up and do my part at work. Um, and then just on all fronts, it allows me to show up better. Yeah, no, I love that. Cause I'm in that same thing. And first of all, I think that the stigma around therapy is ridiculous because I am a big, I am a huge fan of therapy. I think that it's not just for people who need help. It's, it's kind of like going to the doctor to get a checkup. We don't always go to the doctor because we're sick. We go because we want to make sure everything is the way it's supposed to be. And you're getting like a little tune up. And that's, to, in my opinion, that's kind of how therapy is too. Like it's, it can be a preventative measure. And I, I'm, I love that you're doing that. The other thing is, I think you just, everything you said about the seasons of life, like it completely like speaks to my soul because I get very discouraged about things in, in my head. Like I allow myself to get frustrated because I do like, and you've got two under that are not school age, but my three-year-old that's home all the time, like it's hard because I'm like, I have all these big dreams and these goals, and these things I want to accomplish. And, oh, if I just had the time, if I could just have eight hours a day of, of dedicated work time instead of an hour here and 30 minutes there and 15 minutes here, like all the things that I could accomplish, you know, all these thoughts go through my head. But then I look at it and I go, you know what? In a year and a half, she's going to start kindergarten and I'm going to be so distraught when she's gone because I'm not going to have those moments of snuggling on the couch and watching cartoons in the morning. And I'm not going to have somebody to run errands with me and oh, I'm going to start crying now already. <laughs> you know, I, I want to appreciate the season I'm in and just being able to recognize it and go enjoy this. And, you know, people say this with kids all the time, not just with moms running a business, but it goes by so fast, enjoy it. And it's so true because yeah, like I said, you know, in a year and a half, she's going to be at school every single day. And I'm not going to have that time of just me and her because every time she's off of school, sister will be here too. And so I've got to be okay with saying, you know what, in a year and a half, I can ramp this thing up like crazy, but for the next 18 months, I'm going to enjoy every moment I can with her. And I'm going to do the best I can in my business to keep it stable and slowly growing until then. And that's okay for right now. That's, it's such a huge thing for you, for people to realize no matter where, what stage you're in, just enjoy the stage you're in because when it's gone, you're going to miss it at some point. Yes. Cause I wish I had, had embraced that, you know, seven years ago, whenever I had my first daughter, I was, you know, and I, I was a lot younger than a lot more immature. <laughs> we, we grow wiser. Um, but it's like, Oh, I didn't appreciate it as much now. And my husband even jokes with me. He's like, Oh, you're such a different mother with our third one. And I'm like, I'm older, I'm wiser. Um, I've reset my expectations. Also, I always joke. I've said the other two, when they were this age, I was either pregnant or, um, had like a newborn at home. Like it was just, as, it, I was at very different stages as a mom. And I said, you know, it just, uh, I've learned that to embrace this season of life. And it's, 
I'm finding a lot more joy and fulfillment out of it. And that's been a big thing. Um, our, my husband and I have these big, you know, the, theological um, brainstorming, discussing life. And our big one that just we keep talking over and over about is success over fulfillment. And what is it? Are you just chasing success or are you chasing fulfillment? And what's the difference? And so that's kind of where we're at on that is like, okay, what are we doing to get fulfilled out of life and creating those healthy boundaries um, and be okay with how I'm growing my business to be able to um, be fulfilled in all aspects of life? I love it. Success versus fulfillment. I'm going to, I'm writing that down right now because that's so true. Like, I think that there's so many people out there who are chasing things for the success of it and their quality of life suffers because of it. Mm -hmm. You know I mean? How many times, how many people do you know in your life that are working so hard in this job that's going to give them all this money and all this success and clout and all the things and yet they aren't home to tuck their kids in at bed at night and they don't get to take a vacation every year because they're too busy chasing success and climbing the corporate ladder or whatever it might be. And so, you know, and that was one of the big things when I left my teaching job and not that it's this high powered corporate job or anything, but I had a really stable, comfortable job and everything was great. And from the outside looking in, it was it's successful. I had accomplished what I wanted to accomplish in my career and I was on a great path, but I wasn't fulfilled. I wasn't, I was successful. I wasn't fulfilled. And I think that's a really great way to put it. And my quality of life has changed dramatically since I left that job. And I think that that's something that's a definite thing to separate is that, you know, success versus fulfillment. I love the way you ordered that. That's so smart. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, photographers, are you ready to make 2024 your best year yet? Growing a business is tough. You're following all the successful photographers and experts, soaking up their best advice and downloading all their free guides, trying to replicate their success only to come up lacking, blaming yourself when their methods don't work for you. But the truth is, it isn't you. Free content and one-size-fits-all courses can only get you so far. What you need is personalized help and guidance, but that can get expensive. Well, not anymore. I've created the perfect solution to get you personalized results for less than $2 a day. Introducing the Focus Photographer Lab, a one-of-a-kind coaching membership that gets you one-on-one results for a fraction of the cost of traditional coaching. Inside the lab, you'll find the three C's to success, classes, coaching, and community. With classes, you gain access to a treasure trove of pre-recorded trainings and invaluable resources. With coaching, you get monthly live trainings and Q&A sessions, along with my favorite part, the weekly one-on-one office hours, where we get to address your unique questions and challenges. And then there's the community, where you get to connect with an amazing group of talented female photographers who share your passion, supporting each other and inspiring each other to greatness. The best part is it doesn't come with an expensive one-on-one coaching price tag. You get all of that for just $47 a month. You can even try it for free for 14 days to make sure it's a good fit for you. And there is no contract and no obligation you can cancel at any time. So what are you waiting for? Head down to the show notes and click the link to learn more and get signed up today. And let's make 2024 our best year yet. 
Well, thanks. Um, I was challenged my husband constantly. He's really great about, you know, really finding the joy and life and not letting, um, getting, you know, bogged down by like, I got to achieve this. And he, he really enjoys life for the fulfillment of it. While I, on the other hand, have really struggled throughout all of life of, um, chasing success. And I've done it, you know, I did it a lot in corporate America and different, you know, just old aspects. I can go even go back in college and give, you know, examples of how I gave up things throughout my college experience just to do something to be successful. And it didn't fulfill me. Um, well now then, you know, I regret not doing other things because I was chasing some sort of success and it was college. I'm like, truthfully, it was a part-time job. Like, why were you doing that? <laughs> but, um, in this past November, I was at a seminar and I was listening to, um, um, a speaker. He has a great book out. His name's Josh Tolley. Uh, he's now our business coach. And he said something to me and it was pretty profound and a lot. And I realized that a lot of mompreneurs don't talk about it. And he is like, okay, I want you to make an ABC list. And I was like, okay, where's this going? And he, so he, he said, right in the A column, everything in your life everything in your life. And he was like, anything that has meaning all of your life. And I was like, okay. And so then in the B column, reorder that, like what's the most important to the least important in your life. And then he's like, now draw a line where you would die for stuff on that list. And I was like, okay. So then he goes, now then just start living your life for everything above the line. And so then he, he gets the C column and he is like, so now then if you're building your business, how much time do you, sorry, on the C column, how much time do you want to give each of those things that's above the line every day? How much time? So now then you're like, if I want to give my husband an hour every day, I want to spend an, an hour with God every day in prayer. I want to spend, you know, an hour with my kids. Um, I want to go to the gym and work out. Well, there's four hours out of your day. So now then you've got like five or six hours left to like build a business. And, you know, also it's like, he also put on there, you know, how much does it take for your, you know, there's other things, you know, like if you want to give monetarily charity wise and what's it, what type of living do you want to live? So then you actually have an idea of how much money it takes for you to live. Um, and so then you build your business based on, well, this is the lifestyle I want to live. These are the people I want to serve. So you build a business based around that model of my prices, my business model has to sustain to be able to support the lifestyle that I want to live. And that includes the amount of time you want to give to each person. And I thought that was really great. I was like, okay, there's only 24 hours in the day. Like, let's stop saying, oh, I wish I had another 24 hours. A day was 48 hours. That sounds miserable to me. <laughs> let's structure our day to be the most enjoyable um, and build our businesses to work for us. And um, so that we can give our families the time that we really truly do want to give them and really level set our priorities, which is hard. I mean, I, my mom and I were there together and we looked at each other and we're like, Oh my gosh, like, do you not know? We spend like some days to my mom, especially cause she doesn't have young kids. You know, that's the trade off is she's in this season of life. She's picking up a lot of the workload in some areas. And she's like, I work 12 hour days. And he's like, yeah, but what'd you rather be doing? And she's like, I'd rather serve meals on wheels. I want to do that. Like, that's what I want to do. I can't even do it one day a week. And it was like, okay, then let's restructure this and figure out a way that you can do, you know, go serve meals on wheels and um, live that life. And so 
it really challenged the way I thought of like, I'm not going to live for this business, this business. I want to form it where I, yes, it does have great purpose. It does, you know, um, my podcast, it does give a platform to other women to tell their stories and give them a voice. But, um, at the, also at the end of the day, like I have a husband, I have children and I mean, that's who I want to do life with. <clears throat> yeah. So no, I think that's, that's amazing. I love that activity that he did with you. I think that's incredible. I, it, putting things in perspective. That's the thing is I think it's easy to lose perspective sometimes about those things. And when you really like quantify it and you look at the time you're devoting different to different things. And again, it goes back to like the quality of life. Like, what are you doing? What you want to be doing? Are you working to live or are you living to work? You know? And I think there's too many people who you, we get caught up in the day-to-day sort of routines and schedules and demands and all these things that we forget to look at it from a perspective of what's really important right now. And so I love that. I think that's such a profound thing he did. And obviously it's had an impact on you on your business, which is incredible. So I want to jump a little bit into your retail businesses and, and your podcast and kind of what it is that you do on from the business side. So let's start with your podcast, the Mompreneur Tribe podcast, and then going into like the boutique that you started. So walk me through, you kind of briefly talked about how that started, but walk me through like the idea behind it and why did you want to focus on mompreneurs and what is sort of your overall like mission you have with that business? So with the Mompreneur Boutique, I really just... I have a heart for other mom entrepreneurs. I mean, it's because we're all alike and I can relate to them. And I kept going to markets and seeing new products by, by, um, mom entrepreneurs. I don't know. It just was that season that year I came off market and I kept seeing a lot of them and there's just such a passion. I mean, these women were, I mean, truthfully, they were sacrificing something. They were sacrificing time at home with their babies because they also believed in this product. And I was like, that's powerful. And it's brave. I mean, to get out there and to start a business and, you know, get a product and there's a lot of time and money. And I, so I was like, wow, I really would love to create a business that focused around that. I'm, I mean, my background's retail. I know a lot about, you know, what it's like to own a retail store in boutiques. And so I was like, how do we develop something that's kind of like a boutique, that's a lot more relational? I mean, these products have a story behind them that needs to be told about the development, the time that went into it. And so that was the, um, that's how we launched the Mompreneur Boutique. And so we did that last in April of 2019 and it was so great. And we had a blog to tell those stories, but I've realized is that I was like, I needed to give a bigger voice to those, um, brands and those people that developed the products and that we're carrying on the website because when you can actually get someone on a podcast and using their voice, um, their actual voice versus just like on social media using a quote or doing a blog, it's a lot more powerful when you hear from someone actually saying it themselves. And so, um, that didn't come to me until later on, um, this past summer I was, uh, did a podcast interview for a marketing company that um, does marketing for us. And so I was just chatting with them and I always enjoyed a lot of insight they have. And so um, 
as when I got done with the podcast interview, I was like, thank you so much. This was an item on my bucket list. I've always wanted to talk on a podcast. I listen to them all day. I just think they're the coolest thing. And they looked at me and they're like, Ashley, why don't you go start a podcast? And I was like, I don't know. And they're like, you got content. And I was like, do I? They're like, yeah. What about a voice for your, um, custom, you know, your brands and all that. I was like, yo, you're right. And I could interview them. And they're like, yeah. And I was like, I wouldn't even know how to do a podcast. And I'm like, you know, Mark, Mark Frito downstairs, go to Frito Productions, which was <laughs> literally right down in the office below from where we were recording their podcast. Dad. And he was like, he produces it. He would do something. And so it was just like, it was fate because I was like, I set up this meeting and then the meeting went extremely well. Even when I was like still trying to like figure out that's really what the next step I wanted to do in the business and really wanted to take on that project. Cause it's, I mean, it is a, a big undertaking to take on a podcast. You know, this, there's a lot oh, of work yeah. into it. And so, um, I went and just things just started clicking. Like this is where I was meant to be. This is what was meant to happen to tell these stories and, um, to create this platform for people. And so that was just kind of, that's the thing is so now then podcast, we use it to tell those stories of mom entrepreneurs and talk about, you know, the things that moms are going through, you know, the mindset games that, you know, the mind games your mind can do to you and the power of mindset and what they can do in your business and just having those authentic conversations. Cause I don't think they're happening enough out there. Um, so just creating that content. So our boutique looks different than other boutiques out there. I mean, we do sell apparel that you would find in other boutique, you know, apparel that, you know, the mom would wear. I feel like the mom being, you know, uh, the kind of the same demographic that I'm in, but, um, so we just use it as a way to create content to serve her. And, um, I think that's a big thing in marketing today is that, you know, you can, I can tell you the products to wear and everything, but it's more than that. I want to be able to create, you know, a voice that speaks to you. So I don't know. I love that. I I love what you're doing. And I think it's so true. Like you, (laughs) And this is probably why I think podcasts are so popular is because story is so popular. I mean, story is this whole, you know, I read building a story brand with Donald Miller, which is incredible. And then I've also read one that was like the, the secret storyteller secret and so many other things I've listened to that talk about the power of story and just what happens in our brains and the science behind it. And it's crazy. And I think that that's the, the thing that people are drawn to is, the voice and the story behind somebody's business or their life or whatever it is that they're working on and being able to give a platform where women can share their story. Like you said, it's so much more powerful than just writing an about me page on your website. It's, it brings people in, it connects you to them and makes you feel like I'm not alone in this. And I think that that's such an incredible thing. And that's, you know, what I think you and I both kind of have that passion for helping women sort of get their, their voice out there. And, you know, one of my goals with this podcast, and I'm sure the same thing you kind of mentioned with yours is that I I want women to listen to this and I want them to go listen to yours as well. And I want them to feel like I'm not on this Island by myself doing this. I'm not just me isolated. There's a whole tribe of other women out there and even though our stories are not the same necessarily, there's these threads that connect us together. And, you know, you don't not to like do the whole like women and men are separate and different kind of thing, but you don't hear a lot of men connecting on that level. And I think that's what, you know, my husband and I have had this conversation of where 
he's like, well, why, why are you calling it girl means business? Like, why not? Why are you excluding men? I'm like, because it's a different conversation, in my opinion, when you open it up to both genders, there's a connection that women have that is a deeper connection. I feel like than you can always get when you are just talking straight business or you're just talking parenting. But when you would talk about being a mom and when you talk about running a business as a mom, it's on a whole nother level that I, that I just think connects us in a way that is unlike any other connection. So I love that you're getting that out there. I love that you are sharing these women's stories and you're helping them to have a platform to get their information out there. What would you say has been the biggest surprise you've found in your business? I know you mentioned like you're very intentional with what you do, but obviously, you know, you can't always plan everything out. So has there been anything within your the podcast, the boutique, or even the businesses that your mom and you run together, like what's been the biggest thing that you've kind of been like, oh, wow, I didn't see that part coming good, bad, whatever that has arise in your business. Stay with us. We'll be right back. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Now. Um, I think it's the intentional thinking. Um, when I really started, we started being intentional about our business and we didn't realize, I think it, we, at some point you almost think like, Oh, okay. This is just how it's always going to be in our business. And so when I kind of changed our mindset and realized hey, we can develop this business to be whatever we want. It's we are the ones, you know, running it. That kind of like changed the game of like, okay, you know, I'll I'll be completely honest and I'll put this out in the universe is that I don't know if the boutique will always be a place where um, we have products for sale that we actually warehouse and sell. Um, I've really thought about the idea of what if it was a marketplace and, any mom out there that has a, you know, a website and they connect it to us and we're the new Etsy. But here's the difference about us is that we want you to succeed. And so we're going to give you all the business tools so we could partner with people like you that are, you know, providing marketing content and everything for, um, photographers. And it becomes this giant hub of just, it's not only a marketplace, but an educational, um, marketplace as well. Does that make sense? Um, no, I love that. So it's really this kind of like, okay, I'm the one dictating where this business is going. Um, Yes, absolutely. Am I watching the consumers and my customers and our followers and everything? But it's also kind of interpreting what they want um, by what I'm able to give and serve and kind of, you know, allowing stuff to evolve. And so I never, I always kind of gotten narrowed. I was like, oh, this is what we're doing. This is what we're good at. But maybe it's, it's the idea that, you know what, we're also called to evolve and go forward. And, and we've seen lots of businesses throughout it. You know, they change throughout time. I mean, a good example is Academy Sports and Outdoors. It started as a military surplus store. And look at it now, it's a sporting goods store. I mean, yeah, sort of is the same, but it had to evolve to be what it is today. And so, um, 
just that idea that change, that mindset thing was a big, big change for me. Nice. Yeah. Um, I think evolving is such a good thing too. Like if I, it's easy when you're starting out to think, okay, this is what I want it to be. You have to be flexible and be willing to kind of roll with things that come your way as well. That in fact, Academy is a great example. Cause I, I forget that they started off as something kind of different than what they're doing now. Um, so what it's, I think it's easy to, for people to look at you and think, okay, she's super successful. She's got these four businesses. She's got this podcast. She's got all these things going for her, but what have been some of the struggles that y'all have faced, whether it was in, you know, working with your mom or starting your own thing, what's been something that came up that was kind of like, Oh, I didn't expect that. What's been a struggle that you've had? Um, I never thought I would doubt myself. I've never been one that would doubt my abilities, put limitations on myself. And I did. And it, it, it can do a major mind game with you and it can set you up for failure in a bad sort of way. Um, and so that's, that kind of what, that's what happened here. I was, I started, you know, we've had these businesses going, it's going great. I launched Mompreneur Boutique. I launched Mompreneur Tribe. And then I hit the end of the year last year and I put myself in a pretty bad mindset place of comparing myself to others that I should be further along in my journey. I've already built several other businesses with my mom. You know, we're doing great on that front. Um, I should be further along. We should be, you know, running better profits. Um, I'm not showing up enough. And, and then all that did is it set me up for not wanting to fully put myself out there and pull myself back. And so that, I, that was a huge mind thing. I never thought I'd be put in that place, which now that I've learned, don't put stuff out in the universe because what it's shown me over the last two years is that it'll probably come back to teach me a lesson. And as much as I've hated having to come back out of this, you know, a negative mindset of comparing myself to others and everything, I always try and find gratitude in things. And I'm like, you know what, now that I can relate to another mom, if they're going through that, um, and instead of just being like, oh, okay, you know, showing empathy to them. Now I can really show them the compassion because I've been there and experienced that negative mindset and how spiraling, what it can do just to you, but also like me, how I can carry that negative mindset. And then it plays out in me being a mother, how it can play out in my marriage and just the effects that can have and also how it limits me and being successful in my business. And so that was something I never thought that I would put limitations on myself or think in that sort of way. And somehow I got into that place this past year. And so I've had to work myself out of that hole. Um, but there's power in that. And that's another part of the gratitude thing is like, I'm going to find the power and working myself out of that negative mindset. And um, I'm going to end up on top of this. That's, that's yeah. just the end of it. That's so good. Thank you for sharing that because I know it's not always easy to share the things that are struggles, especially if it's something that is still a struggle. You know, I, it, it's easy to hear stories where people are like, oh, I had this issue and I overcame it and now everything's great. But to hear someone say like, this is something that I struggle with and I'm, you know, when it's mindset, it's, it's never really a done deal. We're always kind of fighting that. And Absolutely. so I appreciate you sharing that because I think a lot of people listening are going to hear that and, and resonate with that a lot. So I appreciate that. Yeah. And I mean, and that was a big thing. Like I've had a hard time, like even getting that, be able to voice that because I mean, here I was in a time that I'd spent, I've read more self-help books in the past two years than I ever have in my life. I've listened to more motivational speakers. My husband begged me for two for years because he's always loved that sort of stuff. And I was like, oh, it's not my cup of tea. 
I've listened to more of that this past year, really loved it, embraced it. But yeah, I still ended up in this spot. And so I think that's something too, is that people are like, oh, I'm, I'm doing, you know, live coaching and I'm doing this and that, that doesn't mean that you're going to be immune to getting into a negative mindset or Mm -hmm. comparing yourself. That doesn't mean that you're not going to struggle with that. You absolutely still could. Um, but if I'm doing all the work, it seems almost sad to be able to be like, I'm still in that spot or here I was doing all that and I hit that spot. Um, there's just, yeah. Yeah. So I think there's something in real and being like, Hey, this is where I'm at. And, um, but I'm working through it. I acknowledge it. Well, I appreciate you sharing that with us. Thank you so much. Okay. So my last question for you is this, if you had a friend who came to you and said, okay, I want to start a business. Here's my idea. What advice do you have? What would be your like number one go-to piece of advice you would give? I would tell them first, I mean, like I'm such a, I don't know, I can like take someone's business and my girlfriend calls me all the time over to actually help her in her business. And I think it's so much fun because I actually, I enjoy this a lot. Um, I would love to one day be on, um, I'm sorry. All of a sudden I went blank, blank shark tank. I would love to be a judge. I would love to be a judge on shark tank. And my mind just went like out the door (laughs) Um, because I love analyzing businesses in nine times out of 10. I can, my husband always loves pausing the TV. He was like, what are they about to say in the deal? And I was like, well, they're about to do this. And I almost always get right. He's like, how do you know that? I was like, I I just do. But I love like, you know, looking at other businesses and everything, but I, truthfully what I'd say is write down your why and write it down, like write it down. Um, and then, cause you're going to need to keep coming back to that. And your why may evolve, but when you start comparing, cause I, I think that also goes back to when you start comparing yourself to others, look at your why refocus on that. Um, because you don't need to compare yourself to others. You remember your why, why you started this. That makes you unique for your business. And so you don't need to compare yourself to others and, um, cause I mean, comparing yourself to others could be their journey, how their business looks, all that your why is not their why. And so just own the why of your business and write it down and just let it be engraved in your heart so that you just, that's what you're fully are serving for your business. Is that why and what your goal and objective is? And so that to help you keep focused forward, um, and keep you, you know, that's your motivation too, because you will hit road bumps. But the truth of the matter is, is that you can figure it out everything's figure outable. I think that's the best thing Marie Farley, you know, her book, everything is figure outable. And thank goodness we live in a day of YouTube. I probably can learn more knowledge. (laughs) My professors are probably cringing when they hear this, that I went to college with, but I think I can probably learn more knowledge off of YouTube than I could in some of those classrooms. And it's just, it's a great day and age to start a business. Yeah. If I always say like, if you are, not if you're telling me you can't find the answer to something, it's because you're choosing not to find the answer. It's it's out there. You just have to go find it if you're willing to put in the work to figure it out. Everything's figured out. But I love that. Um, well, thank you so so much for taking time out of your busy day to be here. I think, you know, just like in life, this conversation kind of went a little bit differently than I had originally planned for us to talk about. But I think it was such great information. I think it's going to be something that a lot, a lot of women can listen to and relate to and connect with. So thank you so much for opening up and sharing your story and 
all the things that you have been going on in your business. Um, but thank you so much for sharing. So tell us where people can find you, how they can get in touch with you. Um, yeah, where, where can they find you online? So of course on the gram, Instagram, you can find me. If you want to connect with me directly, you can at Miss Ashley Malfitano. Um, but then also we have our, um, boutique. It's called the mompreneur boutique. But then also if you want to listen to my podcast, you can go to, um, mompreneur tribe. It's on all the major platforms. You can find it there, but also you can come to our website and it's, um, the mompreneur boutique.com. So between that, you can find me. And normally if you're following me personally, you'll be able to see all the different brands and things. Our store is called the Uber shop. If you're wanting to visit it in uh Plano or in Plano, Texas, we've been here for, um, Next month will have been 13 years that we've been open. So wow, wow that dates, dates me because I graduated college before that. But um, <laughs> our store in Plano sells um, overstock goods. So we've worked directly with um, big manufacturers, Macy's, Bloomingdale's. We buy their overstock. So we like to call ourselves like a boutique version of a TJ Maxx or a Ross because you get those same type of products at that sort of pricing. Um, we're a unique little gem in town. So that's that's where you can find me. And please do reach out to me and... Um, cause I love hearing feedback from other people that have found me, you know, through the podcast and everything, if they found the content valuable to them, my story. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And I'm going to link to all of those in the show notes. So you can just click down below and go check out all of her, um, Instagram accounts, online accounts, boutiques, listen to the podcast, go make sure you subscribe because it's incredible. Lots of great stories on there. And so again, thank you so much for, thanks for having today. me. Thank you so much. And we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks. As you just heard, Ashley is a super busy mom entrepreneur, so I really appreciate her taking the time to come and chat with us and share all of her wisdom and thoughts with us. It got me thinking that, you know, back in episode 34, I talked about the value and the importance of having a business BFF. And after this interview, I realized just how important that not only having a business BFF is, but having mom boss friends, other moms who get what it's like to have to balance it all. Because while there's tons of mom friends that I have that are full-time employees of other companies or who are stay-at-home moms, sometimes you just need that friend who gets the struggle that we have of trying to do it all while working from home. And I'm so honored that I get to call Ashley my friend, and now you all do too. So thank you so much for tuning in again this week. I really appreciate your downloads, your reviews, your subscribes, all of the things. It means so much to me. So I can't wait to see you again next week back here at the same time, same place. Have a great week.